Welcome to the Women's Health Wisdom and Wine podcast, a weekly conversation with practitioners, providers, patients, and healers about complex reproductive medicine and women's health challenges, the value of an integrative approach to these challenges, many other women's health topics you're already thinking about but uncomfortable talking about, and my personal favorite, wine. I'm your host, Dr. Lorena White, an integrative reproductive medicine and women's health provider, licensed acupuncturist, clinical herbalist, and a former labor support doula in the Washington, D.C. metro area. My goal is to bring women's health-specific evidence and expertise to the forefront of daily women's health and wellness news through informative conversations. If you have ideas, questions, and specific topics that you would like us to cover in future podcast episodes, please leave them in the comment section or send us an email at info at To learn more about our team's approach to care, visit our website at www.lorenawhite.com. As you enjoy the podcast, conversations, and wine time, please remember that this podcast is not designed to be a substitute for a bona fide relationship with a licensed or certified healthcare professional. In today's episode, Sherry Elder talks with me about treating skin of color, skin type, skin condition, and how to recognize healthy skin when you see it. Let's listen. Welcome, 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 and thanks for joining us today, Sherry. Thank so, you. you're welcome. So, tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience in the skincare industry as an esthetician. Oh my gosh, a little bit about myself. Thank you for having me on, first of all. Absolutely. It's an honor to be here. Thank um, you. A little bit about myself. So, I am a licensed esthetician, I have been practicing for going on five years now. Um, okay. I specialize in caring for skin of color, corrective care for skin of color, um, meaning I deal a lot with um, various skin conditions and helping my clients to heal their skin. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. So when you talk about corrective care for skin of color, mm-hmm. that must entail a certain understanding of skin of color. So talk to us about what does that mean and how does skin of color innately and just from the gate different from skin that is less melanated. (laughs) So (laughs) one of the main things when it comes to um, dealing with skin of color to be mindful of is that we have a higher tendency to hyperpigment, which is mean, which means the discoloration that we might experience maybe after acne or a cut or bruise, something like that. And so Um, Keeping that in mind, when it comes to treatments, we have to do certain things in order to prepare the skin so that it doesn't react and it doesn't end up worse off than it was prior to a starting treatment. So, um, yeah, a lot of time. Oh, go ahead. No, continue. Go ahead. So a lot of times that might look like um, somebody being on a specific type of regimen for a period of time, usually from four to six weeks. Okay. Um, and that will help to get the skin ready. And, and that's after the skin is healthy to begin with. The skin has to be healthy to begin with. So um, prepping the skin would be um, just getting the skin to a point where it's not going to want to be reactive. We're right. going to be suppressing certain things like the excess melanin production and inflammation and things like that. 
that could cause problems down the road. Okay. So what I'm hearing is this is a holistic skin health program, not just what you see on the surface, but also it takes into account what you're consuming in terms of your diet as well. So how does that, yeah. So talk to us about that in terms and how you incorporate that into your regimens and your actual recommendations for your clientele. So when I uh, have clients coming in, we do a consultation, of course. And during the consultation, um, there's a section of the form that goes over lifestyle and nutritional habits. And so we go through those things in great detail. I find out like how much water you're drinking, how often you're going to the bathroom, um, are you consuming dairy, sugar, those types of things. Mm-hmm. And based on what we find, um, I'm able to pinpoint certain things that might be triggering inflammation. It could be feeding acne or different types of dermatitis or even discoloration in some cases. Um, there are a lot of different types of foods that we consume on a regular basis, things like peanuts and shellfish mm. that can be very inflammatory and cause problems for our skin if we're not careful. So okay, yeah, we start internally and work our way out. Work our way out. All right. Beauty is more than skin deep. Um, (laughs) So some of us have some basic skin conditions such as T-zone issues, oily skin, dry skin, rosacea, acne, and all those associated blemishes. Mm -hmm. As an esthetician, how do you evaluate skin concerns and how do those concerns and conditions, how do you evaluate those concerns and conditions differently than, let's say, a dermatologist? So... Well, foundationally, the main difference between or differences between an esthetician and a dermatologist, and both are very necessary. Mm -hmm. Um, It just depends on what's going on with your skin that would kind of determine who you want to see and when. Okay. Um, But with a dermatologist, like a lot of physicians, they are trained to recognize groups of symptoms and signs, and then Mm -hmm. they might assign different medications to address those signs and symptoms. Whereas with estheticians... In general, we tend to take a more holistic approach, Um, but we like to get to the root of the problem. Like, what's the foundation? What's causing this problem? How can we address it so that it doesn't keep coming back? And then based on what we find, we will customize a regimen for your skin, your skin type and your skin condition, which are two different things. Okay. Um, that'll help so ex- explain, explain type and, con- and skin type and can- skin condition. Explain sure. that. So your skin type, you're born with your skin type, oily, dry, okay. combination, normal, um, sensitive. Um, okay. Yeah, those are all, you're born with your skin type. It does not change throughout life unless you're taking specific medications that might alter your skin type. Or say later on in life, our skin might become more dry, which is very common. Um, But your skin type is what you're born with. Your skin's condition is more dependent upon those lifestyle habits, nutritional habits, um, external factors like the weather, um, what we're using on our skin. Right. All of those things can impact the overall health of our skin. Um, A condition might be something like acne or rosacea, dehydration. Um, a disrupted barrier. And all of those things, like I said, are affected by external factors and how we treat the skin. Okay. So it's a nature versus nurture thing. Something you're born with versus acquired versus genetic, something like that. Okay. Now I got it here. Now I'm painting myself a picture. Okay. (laughs) So what is your niche clientele? And I know you mentioned skin of color and what conditions do you see most often in women of color or people of color? So most of my clients are women between the ages, I'd say about 25 to 45. Okay. Um, 
often, most, most often I'm seeing a lot of acne and discoloration. In the past year, I've been getting a lot more clients who are concerned with either signs of aging, um, preventing them or correcting mm-hmm. what signs they're beginning to see. So, and those are actually the three main things that estheticians treat. Um, but like I said, primarily acne discoloration and okay. more frequently now um, signs of aging, whether it's like the marionette lines, 11 lines. Yeah. Okay. So it's winter time. And yes. for many of us, maintaining healthy skin during these cold months is, can be challenging. So what is the key component for everyone's skincare regimen during this time, whether you have, a, depending on your skin type or your skin condition, what should everybody be doing? So what everyone should be doing is one, making sure your skin is hydrated. Okay. Hydration is the foundation of healthy skin. Um, and then after that, using the appropriate moisturizer. Oftentimes we need to change our moisturizer to something a little bit heavier during the colder months. So if okay. you need to do that, I highly recommend doing so. Um, and that'll help to keep your skin, help your skin to hold on to the hydration, the water content that it needs to maintain its balance. Okay. So you've used a term that I have heard you use, but I want to make sure everybody else knows it. Not just winter time in terms of this being the winter season, but you've mentioned that this is peel season. So what yes. does that mean? Because I want to get into that. Season. My favorite <laughs> season. So peel season occurs during the colder months. Usually it picks up around September and then okay. it goes through mm, maybe around March, April or so. Okay. And during peel season, um, a lot of chemical peels happen. Chemical right. peels are one of the greatest <laughs> skin treatments in the world. Um, there are so many different types for so many different conditions and skin types. Um, and they are a great way, once the skin is in a place to be peeled, um, they're a great way to really um, like jump, either jumpstart or advance a treatment plan. Um, you have peels that are great for hydration, helping with bringing hydration to the skin. Peels that are great for acne, for discoloration, for signs of aging, a little bit of everything. Oh, there's a peel um, for everything. Okay, got for it. Everything. <laughs> yes, love there's it. a peel for that. There's yes, a peel exactly. for that. <laughs> <laughs> so it definitely is peel season right now. I have a lot of clients who are. Um, getting their pills, they have their series and their packages and everything together. So it's going on right okay, now. We're in it. We're in right it. Okay. Now. So now if I come in and if, we're, if someone comes in, talk us through and talk to us about your approach to these conditions. Walk us through the process of how you evaluate me, how you would evaluate a person who comes in and they want to come in and get a peel. Do they get one right away? Uh-huh. What is the first <laughs> question. <laughs> so Great I, question. I had a so, feeling it wasn't one of those things where I'd be like, yeah, I want a XYZ peel. Yeah. And you're going to be I, like, nah, girl, no so friend. Many people either DM me on Instagram or call me, text me about, can I get a peel? No, I don't know you first of all. <laughs> but um, no, absolutely not. I never administer a peel on a first visit. Um, okay. As far as my approach to um, skin correction, everything happens progressively. Correction can't happen overnight, whether we are treating acne or anything else. Um, And typically when I get new clients, 
most oftentimes they are coming in with dehydrated skin. So that's going to be the first thing that we address. Making okay. sure the skin is well hydrated. If it's not hydrated, it's not going to be able to balance itself out no matter what we do. It can't balance its oil and water content, pH, or bacteria, and that could lead to more problems down the road. So we get the skin hydrated first. Then, depending on what specific conditions um, someone is coming in for, say, for instance, if they're coming in for acne, we want mm-hmm. to figure out what's causing that acne to begin with. Is it hormonal? Okay. Is it nutritional? Is it lifestyle-based? What's going on? Um, and we're going to address that. You're going to have to make some changes. Yes. Then, <laughs> okay. You're going to have to make some changes. Once you start making those changes... Then we could, um, well, not once you start, but simultaneously as you're making right. changes. Of course, I'm going to have you on a, a regimen that will help address those issues. But um, we're, we're going to move progressively through once things get started. So we address the dehydration first, the acne, what's causing the acne. And then if there's anything else to say the acne left behind, any residue, then we could address those things down the line. Okay. And I, you've been saying a word frequently, hydration. Mm-hmm. And I know that on most days, if we listen to television or if we read a beauty magazine, we hear the importance or learn about the importance of water for the skin health. Yes. From an esthetician's perspective, how does this common misconception mislead us <laughs> in terms of overall skin health? So <laughs> I love this question. So I have a lot of clients who come in who are drinking like all these hundreds, literally hundreds of ounces of water a day, but mm-hmm. their skin is still extremely dehydrated. Wow. I don't know why. The mm-hmm. thing is the skin's hydration is not, that's not going to happen in, internally. So mm-hmm. You're going to have to use specific products externally, topically to hydrate the skin. The okay. water is good for skin health because it helps to flush toxins out of the body. It helps to keep our vessels and everything hydrated, absolutely. But hydrating the surface of the skin has to happen topically. Okay. All right. So that means creams, emollients, things of that nature, not just splashing your face with some water. You actually right. need to you can't put just some... splash your face with some water. Yes. You know, water, you, your skin, you want the water, yes, but you want to add to that. And so I like to layer things on, or the proper way to apply your product is to layer things on from thinnest to thickest. And okay. so hydrating the skin might look like, you know, after you cleanse, you apply your toner or your freshener or something, get a good hydrating serum. So something with hyaluronic acid, urea, nice hydrating ingredients that will help to draw hydration to your skin. Okay. And then you can go in with your moisturizer um, and then your SPF during the day or a night cream or something in the evening. But yeah, layering is key. Layering is key. Making sure also um, when you do apply your product, you never want your skin to be completely dry. It should be a little damp. A little damp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Even if you have oily skin, you should still feel a little dewy or dampness when applying product. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And starting from thin to thicker cream. So Mm -hmm. like serums, oils, lotion, cream. So serums, no, your oils would be last. Your oils, oils are, are last. Okay. Yep. They're okay. Inclusive. So they provide that barrier that'll help to hold in that hydration. 
Okay. Yeah, your fresheners, your serums, your moisturizer. And then if you are using an oil, your oil can go on next. And then your SPF would go on over everything during the day. During the day. Okay. So say that one more time and talk to us about like the thinnest all the way up to the thickest because I'm sure not everyone has to use every single one of those products. Not necessarily. Okay. um, Yeah, your freshener or your toner, um, those, you, you know, they could change depending on what your skin type is, what your skin's condition is. Okay. Um, you might have astringent things that might be better for acne. And then your fresheners, which are better for dry skin types. Um, okay. Your serums, there are so many different types of serums. But okay. your basic serums that you want, you definitely want your hyaluronic acid. You want a vitamin C serum and an antioxidant serum. Those are foundational. Um and then after a serum, a moisturizer that is appropriate for your skin, and then your SPF. That's also this, appropriate for your skin. See, y'all, this is why you need a professional, because that, that's a lot of different steps. You got to get the right order. You got to get your right layering. Yep. It's time to take some, get some professional help so you can make sure you can get your skin right for summertime. Absolutely. So, so talk to us about your favorite treatments. What do you like to treat? What do you like to see when it comes in? You're like, yes, this is my niche. This is what I like <laughs> to treat. These are my modalities that I like to use. Tell me what, what gets you going when you're like, yes, I like to do this oh because gosh, this is going to do this. There's so many. Um, okay. What do I like? I love <clears throat> anything um, that's going to add hydration to the skin. So there's something called nano infusion, which I absolutely love. Um, and what it does, it uses, uh, it's like a pen-like instrument that Mm -hmm. has a cartridge attached and the cartridge has tiny little cones on the end. And those cones kind of disrupt the surface cells to help push in serums and things deeper into the skin. um, Oh, okay. So that you you could get that nourishment. Um, that is one of my favorites. Microneedling is another favorite. Explain microneedling. I want to know all about that. That sounds painful, but it sounds like it's good good job. So you are completely (laughs) numb during the process. Okay. um, And there are needles involved. Absolutely. Hence the name microneedling. Um, But what it does, it's it's, another name for it is collagen induction therapy. Okay. And it's very healing for the skin, um, especially for somebody who has signs of aging, like wrinkles, fine lines. Or maybe somebody with acne scarring. It's okay. great for treating those conditions because those, all of those conditions deal with a lack or a loss of collagen. And okay. so yeah, the microneedling or collagen induction therapy helps to stimulate new collagen production to help fill in those lines or those scars and et cetera. Um, so that's another favorite of mine. Um, I also love microdermabrasion, which is really old school, but still effective. Uh-huh. It's a form of exfoliation. Also great for discoloration and um, scarring. Okay. Um, Those are my top. Radio frequency is another one. It also stimulates collagen and and elastin production. Um, Would someone need to have all three of those things done or one or or a combination of the three? Well... Not necessarily. You could, well, no, for those, you don't have to have all of them done. I would select one based on what's going on with your skin. I would select whichever one is best, which would best address your condition. 
Okay. So you've mentioned, again, we're talking about skin of color. What if someone comes in with acne, discoloration, and signs of aging, and they're like, make me beautiful, get it all done. I want it all over with. I want to be like, get completely transformed. Mm -hmm. That sounds pretty complex. We specialize in complex women's health conditions. So if Mm -hmm. someone came in at that degree and that level of complexity, how would you approach it? So it's not as complex as you think it is. Like okay. I was saying with progressive treatment, we want to figure out what the foundation is. Now, when it comes to acne, discoloration, and signs of aging, oftentimes if you're dealing with both acne and discoloration, that acne is likely the cause of the discoloration. Okay. So you're going to address that first. Once you know, you've know you addressed the other things, the, the um, preliminary things, mm-hmm. um, so you address the acne and then move on to the discoloration. Once those okay. things are managed, then you can start to work on the signs of aging. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. All right. So this sounds like a progressive treatment. It doesn't sound like it's going to be a once and done. You give me some no. cream, some things, and it's like, okay, now go home and be well. Godspeed. <laughs> So how often are we talking? Like if once we come in, you assess what is needed, we get the hydration started. Talk to us about what this looks like over the course of a period of time. Is this weeks? Is this days? Is this months? Is this years? What, what I know it depends on the condition and the mm-hmm. type of skin when they arrive to see you, but mm-hmm. what is this looking like on a, in a realistic basis and a realistic time frame? So for my clients who do come in with both acne and discoloration, it could take up to a year to maybe a little over a year to fully um, get their skin under control and in a managed state. Okay. Um, okay. And that would look like um, starting out, we would do a course of maybe some acne facials and then at the appropriate time and depending on how um, they're managing their home care, we can plan some uh, like a series of peels. Okay. Um, and then after that, I would decide based on the state of their skin, what would be best to do next. Um, okay. Yeah. So, I mean, everybody is different. I have some people who come in and I always, I always um, let my clients know, you know, your success is going to be 80% of what you do and 20% of what we do together because they're the ones who are, um, you know, working on their skin at home. They're supposed to be sticking to their regimen, sticking to their lifestyle nutritional changes, they're right. only coming to see me every two to four weeks. Right. So 80% what they're doing and 20% what we're doing together, they have to be a, an active participant in order to be successful. Say that one more time for the people in the back and in the balcony. You must be an active participant in uh-huh. order to be successful. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And you also use the 80-20 rule, which we use yes. all the time, which is what you're doing 80% of the time, which is not happening in this office, wow. is what's going to have yield the most benefit. Exactly. And what you're doing 20% of the time, 80% of the time allows you to do the things you do 20% of the time. Exactly. So you're Right. I I appreciate you reemphasizing the Girl, messaging <laughs> that thank you that we go through every single day. I love it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. what product lines do you recommend and why? I know everyone has a different type and condition. So what are your product lines that are your go-to? So the two main lines I like to recommend from are SkinScript and okay. Image. Both are professional lines. Um, okay. You might consider, um, they're not exactly medical grade. But they are cosmeceuticals. Um, And I like these lines because, one, 
Um, I've used a lot of the products myself. I'm okay. familiar with the products. I like how the products work. They are effective. They get the job done. Um, and of course, those are the main reasons why I recommend them to my clients because they do do what they are supposed to do. Good. Um, and I've seen great success with them. Depending on the client, because um, they do have two different price points as well. So maybe for my younger clients, I might lean more towards skin script. I, I don't try to judge anybody's pocketbook though because we will have right. a conversation <laughs> i'm like okay which products do you like what do you prefer mm-hmm. and i go more so off of that but if they don't okay. have a preference you know and if they're younger if you're just starting out in your career or if you're a college student i understand how it is i'm not going to try to break your pocket pockets or right so yeah i try to be mindful of that okay but um yeah image and skin script they really get the job done skin script is great it's a simple line to learn so that's okay. another reason why i like it for my younger people um because oftentimes they haven't had a regimen before they're not familiar with how to use skincare so it's easy for them to acclimate to um image is great because it's so versatile they have so many different lines within the line so you can interchange a lot of things okay so there is a way place that you can not graduate just only financially but also graduate in terms of the options and the tailoring yes. Yes. and the versatility of your product line. See, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times people have been using the same thing, the Noxzema that they were using oh when they were. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I used to use that way back in the day. It tore the skin up. And people are still using <laughs> Noxzema. There's nothing wrong with Noxzema. I still have Noxzema in my cabinet, but I think you know, like you said, sometimes you got to graduate your skincare regimen as Absolutely. you grow and mature and evolve. So that's good. And I like that you did point out the different price points, but also the different aspects that come with each different line Mm -hmm. and and why you made those recommendations. So that's really good. Um, So you mentioned healthy skin, and I just want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Mm -hmm. When you evaluate what exactly is healthy skin, and when when we all look at healthy skin, we, for the most part, we're like, "Mm, her skin was flawless. Her skin is popping. So talk to us about when you are making an evaluation, what are you looking for? In order to make that evaluation of this is healthy skin, you have arrived at a place that your skin is healthy so that we can do X, Y, Z or whatever that next step is. Mm -hmm. So healthy skin textbook, healthy skin um, is slightly dewy to touch. Um, It's not excessively oily, not excessively dry. It's nice and balanced. Um, It is hydrated. Mm-hmm. And I actually have you can you can see hydration in the skin, a trained eye. But um, I also have a little tool, my little friend that I like to use to tell me exactly how dehydrated the skin is. Um, and based on the tool, typically you want the skin to be at least 35 percent hydrated. OK, um, my clients who are able to maintain their hydration and who do have healthy skin usually are around excuse me, 40 or 50 something percent hydrated, which is wonderful. Wow. Okay. um, Yes. A healthy skin is hydrated. It's balanced. It's oil and water content is balanced. pH bacteria. Like I said before, you don't have a lot of breakouts going on. Um, Okay. You don't have a lot of congestion, but yeah. Yeah, I like that. And that's and like we pretty much all of us can recognize healthy skin when we see it, but we don't know exactly what those components are. Right. So I'd like to I'd like that you broke that down for us. Are there any resources that you recommend for our listeners who want to find a 
different way to help um, help with their skincare conditions? Are there any integrative approaches that you suggest? At our practice, we offer facial or cosmetic acupuncture. And so how would you incorporate an, esthetic, an esthetician's work in the skin health um, programs and the product integration with someone who's already doing, let's say, some facial acupuncture, some cosmetic acupuncture for their 11s or their crow's feet or their rosacea or their frown lines. How would you do those together? How would you do those separately? How would you incorporate that? Is it a either or or is it a synergistic benefit to do them together? Talk to us more about that. No, so actually, well, with what I understand about acupuncture, those are some two things, like as far as a facial and acupuncture, they can be done together, like in one sitting. Okay. Um, I, I would probably put the acupuncture, that would be around the treatment portion of the facial. So after you've done exfoliation, extractions, um, maybe right before you are ready to do your mask, you can okay. insert the acupuncture aspect of it. But no, they definitely can be done together. I don't okay. see any reason why, you know, you would have to keep them separate. Okay. Um, yeah, but either or or both. Okay. What other yeah. additional resources do you suggest for those who want to improve their overall skin health? Oh, my goodness. Um, so one of my favorite resources is an app. And I'm not getting paid for this or anything, but it's called Skin Bliss. <laughs> Skin Bliss. Okay. Skin Bliss. It's a great app. Um, it is full of resources. You're able to customize it according to your skin type and condition. Okay. Um, if you want to see if a product might be good for you, you're able to copy and paste or take a picture of the ingredients, paste them in, and it'll break down the ingredients for you, letting you know exactly what does what. Um, and whether or not you might want to be, you know, a little mindful of certain things, maybe you want to use it, maybe you don't. Um, but that is one of my favorite apps to use for skincare. Um, it also gives product recommendations. Um, okay. They made, they made a lot of updates to it recently. So, um, okay. there's some things that I'm not even familiar with yet, but it's, it's great. Okay. That's yeah. good. You said this way earlier on and I want to go back to it. You talked about skin type. You mentioned the types. How do we know just by basics on a basic level, what is our skin type? What are some things that we should look for if we think we have dry skin, oily skin? And I think you mentioned another, another, another couple types. So speak into that a little bit before we sign off. So dry skin, typically you might feel some tight. One thing I like to do, I like to ask my clients how their skin feels and looks immediately uh -huh. after cleansing it without applying okay. any product. Um, now, if your skin might be dry and tight, if you're noticing it's a little bit flaky in areas, you likely have dry skin. And this is as long as the skin is hydrated. Okay. Because um, like I said, hydration is the foundation. Um, and I'll talk about some misconceptions after I go through the types. But okay. dry skin, dry tight, scaly in some areas, or flaky rather in some areas. Um, okay. Oily skin, you might have enlarged pores in areas where you tend to become oily. Um, oily skin types also tend to be slick all over. Okay. Um, your combination skin type, you might be oily in some areas, dry in some areas, or normal in some areas. But it's a combination of different skin types. Um your normal skin type, we talked about that a little while ago. Sensitive skin. 
sensitive mm-hmm. skin is actually mostly common in Caucasian skin. Okay. Um, and sensitive skin, um, without even, um, you know, messing with it, irritating it or anything, it might might experience some redness. Okay. In areas. You might see some broken capillaries. Um, it might be tender to touch. Maybe when you eat spicy foods, it might become inflamed. Um, wow. Which okay. is different from a condition known as sensitized skin. Okay. Which has more to do with those external factors. But mm-hmm. the two are often uh, confused. confused. Okay. A lot of people tend to think that they have sensitive skin when they actually don't. It's okay. just their habits that have caused it to become sensitized. Again, a nature versus a nurture, nurture issue. Exactly. Okay. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so as we were talking about the different types of skin, you also mentioned going back to dehydration. So speak to us about the theory and the practice of dehydrated skin. Yes. So dehydrated skin, um, not to be confused with dry skin. Dehydrated skin is a lack of water where dry skin deals with a lack of oil. Um, But yeah, dehydrated skin, though, could be confused with dry skin looking at the skin. Okay. Um, Dehydrated skin, though, it tends to look a little papery, kind of like crepe paper a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, It tends to be a little bit um, scaly, flaky. If you look at the forehead, sometimes it's a great place to see dehydration. You might see tiny little striated striations going across the forehead, which are a sign of dehydration. Okay. Um, Yeah, but it shouldn't be confused with dry skin, though, because any skin type, every skin type can be dehydrated. Okay. Okay. That's that's a good thing. So I like those terms, dry, oily, combo, normal, sensitive versus sensitized, Mm -hmm. and dehydrated versus dry. Those are very good. Again, ladies, this is why you need a professional. (laughs) Don't try to diagnose yourself at home. We're trying to... (laughs) We're trying to kick a little knowledge because what you're going to wind up doing is trying to get to Sherry to correct something that you done did to yourself Come that you had no down. business doing it. And <laughs> that's not what she's in the business of doing, making corrections of your correcting your mistakes. So just go ahead and get a professional help from the beginning. Save yourself some time, some anguish, some money Please. and get right from the jump. Get right from the door. All right. So I'm thank here. you, Sherry, so much. Yeah, she here. She's here. She knows you need help. You know you need help. What are some parting words of wisdom for those of us who just really are in desperate need of your help and your services? What would you advise us to do? And how could you help us get to where we need to be in terms of our skin health? Well, one thing I want to say is to just treat your skin well. And when I say that, I mean, because I have some people who come in and they speak so negatively about their skin. But you got to be nice to it, no matter the status in. Um, Speak life to it, you know? Yes. Um, But as far as, um, like, me getting in contact with me or anything, um, I can't be reached. Um, The studio number is 240-394-9213. Okay. Or you can email me any questions that you might have. My email address is glow at nsskinstudio.com and um, ns stands for nava shalom it sounds so good when it's when you say it yes <laughs> i love it i was like don't leave out the good stuff uh-huh. 
won't. I won't. But yes, definitely. If you have any questions, um, feel free to email me, call me. I'll be more than happy to answer your questions. Or even you if mentioned you want to come in-, in for a consultation. I'm here, girl. <laughs> you mentioned that you have an Instagram presence, I think. So where would they uh, reach you on Instagram? Yes, on Instagram, I am located at ns.skinstudio. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Perfectly well. So you guys get yourself started with a good hydration regimen and get started with Sherry Elder. She's the one who's at your service. She's going to set you on the right foot and get your winter skin prepared for your summer skin. So you'll Absolutely. have good skin all year round. Thanks so much, Sherry. And we appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. We really hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for sharing these brief moments in time with us. Take a look at the show notes for more information about today's guest, their contact information, and associated social media channels. Think about one gem you can take away from this episode and apply to your own life. Also, please follow the podcast, leave a five-star rating, and comment telling us what you're enjoying and what you'd like to see more of in future episodes. Till we meet again, remember to nourish your flourish and see you next time.